1: The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul, FM one oh seven point five K two ninety eight CO Minneapolis, powered by Advantage Home Buyer. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockster. President Trump voted this morning in his adopted home state of Florida before heading off to uh, uh uh campaign stops will be in circleville ohio this afternoon and then Waukesha, wisconsin tonight joe biden's in pennsylvania today on thursday the president debated biden for the second and final time before the election former congressman and political analyst jd hayworth tells the salem radio that the debate revealed the weakness of biden's age
3: i just came away thinking this poor guy does not have the stamina to be on the world stage, much less this debate stage, by the end of the debate, you could tell that he was extremely tired, and that his skills have deteriorated.
1: The Trump administration giving a green light to Delta Airlines and Canada's WestJet to work together and setting schedules and prices to help airlines during the aviation crisis. This is.
4: This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Is your child lagging behind because of all the last-minute changes in distance learning due to COVID-19? Well, it's not too late to get them caught up. All you have to do is visit twincitiestuitions.com today to see a list of our partner schools and learn how we can save you half off your first year of enrollments for a new student. Just past two o'clock on the Saturday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your
1: forecast for today. It's going to be cloudy, we'll reach a high of 31, and we got Hour 2, Mitch Berg, Northern Alliance Radio Network, starting right now on The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to
3: be back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy.
4: Now, here's your headline act,
0: Mitch Berg.
4: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. It's down to election season right now. And I'll tell you, in any normal year, uh, we'd be worried about the the idea that we're running not only against the Democrats, but a big, against what happened two years ago? Really, I mean the the referendum on Donald Trump's uh, first midterm, which did not work out well for Republicans, and yet, I and mean, as we saw, we we lost control, uh, almost lost control of the Senate. You know, we fell further behind uh, in the House. It was uh, it was a bad election. It Did not work out uh, well for us. We're going to see how that uh, that works this election season, as the difference between the two parties has never been more stark. As if you live in Minneapolis and St. Paul. You don't need anybody to tell you this. I mean, we saw what happened. I, I saw what happened on uh, uh, May 25th. The, the, the nearest building burned down from my house was was three blocks away—the pharmacy down on the corner of Snelling and Minnehaha—and not that I was ever in any danger of voting Repo- uh, Democrat for any reason, but I started hearing from some of my lefty neighbors that uh, well, maybe, maybe everything we've been told. Isn't uh, isn't isn't what we maybe everything isn't as we've been told for all these years here. Just a few little uh, wisps of hope out there, and we're hoping all those wisps of hope uh, turn into a landslide uh, this coming November third, a week from Tuesday, ten days away from now. And one of the people who will, with any luck at all. Be a benefit of this tsunami of miracles is with us now. Uh, hopefully, with any luck, the next senator from the state of Minnesota, Jason Lewis, joins us. Jason, welcome to the broadcast today. Glad to have you here.
3: Hey, Mitch. Good to hear your voice again.
4: Uh, likewise. Of course, uh, longtime uh, king of talk radio, the host I always wanted to be when I grew up. As you said on the show, uh, back when you were on the air for those, those many glorious decades, you, uh, there's only one poll that really matters, and that's the one that happens on Election Day. But I if you were half as excited as I was about this last Survey USA poll that shows you not only within a point of Tina Smith but with a ten point swing in the last month in your favor according to Survey USA, you had to have been a pretty excited fellow, Jason Lewis. And, uh, Lewis tell us uh, more about uh, about the polling results and what you're seeing out there uh, about them.
5: Well, look,
3: I don't think you can take any one poll. I've been critical of polls in the past, so yep. I don't. I'd be a little bit. Um, hypocritical by saying oh this poll is absolutely genuine it's perfect right of course but there has been a market shift in all of the polls in the last two months something we've seen on the ground for uh, the last year the enthusiasm gap in the metro in the greater minnesota area and now in the suburbs Um, and now it's finally the empirical data is catching up with it so none of this surprise me we've had emerson college we've had trafalgar we've had our own internal harper poll all of them showing a very tight race and moving the momentum in the right direction. So, yeah, in a nutshell, I'm extremely happy to, co- to be going down the home stretch in a statistical dead heat with an incumbent senator who was last seen promoting post birth abortion. I mean, uh, I'd take those odds any day to week. Yes,
4: yeah, tell us a little bit about the enthusiasm that you're seeing out there. I mean, we hear about the enthusiasm gap. I'm inclined myself. To to maybe cut it a little shorter, just because you got to figure the Democrats are not going to be the ones coming out to uh, to rallies, just because they're they're all terrified of COVID. Uh, something you see less of with uh, Greater Minnesota Republicans. But tell us a little bit about oh, that. I don't
3: I don't think they're really terrified. If 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 yeah. uh, you know um, who's who's the uh, CNN reporter we all love to hate um, Cuomo's brother, right? Oh yeah. Um, if, if Fredo is out <laughs> among, amongst them without masks, Yeah, it's not that they're afraid. It's that they're weaponizing a public health challenge for political purposes. It's a crisis not to waste. That's right. And this COVID gives them an opportunity to hunker down, raise money and not show up at campaign rallies when nobody else shows up. Not answer questions. I mean, last time I had a debate on NPR, naturally, with Tina Smith. She's refused to debate since then. Right. I asked her, Senator, are you going to pack the court or not? Well, I don't want to go there, she says, which is code for yes. But if you can't answer the question whether you're going to pack the court, what's a better excuse not to answer that and say, well, you know, we've got a public health chance. I've got to stay in the basement and raise all this dark money from from uh, wealthy Silicon Valley liberals. Uh, and that's what they're doing here. Now, having said all of that, I'm sure there's enthusiasm on the other side as well. But all I can tell you is when we get out in greater Minnesota, you simply don't see Joe Biden signs. You don't see Tina Smith signs. You see Trump, Pence, and Lewis signs. You see Michelle Fishbach signs. You see Pete Stauber signs. So I can tell you, you can make the argument that it's a microcosm of the country, that there's a blue, um, solidly blue area in the urban areas. But I will tell you in greater Minnesota, it's solidly red. And so we'll see um, this competition. And I think that's very much like the rest of the country, who wins out on November 3rd.
4: So, Tina Smith, by the way, your opponent, uh, without wanting to belabor this too much, I mean, I, I think it's interesting how she has tried during her period in office so far to emulate Amy Klobuchar and be nice and innocuous and, and make as little impression as possible so as to rack mm-hmm. up as few negatives as possible. I, I don't think she's as equipped for that as Amy Klobuchar is, uh, Jason Lewis. Well, she's certainly not as smooth, but then again, she forces mistakes. Why on earth in a primary
3: Would you feel the need as an incumbent Democrat senator who at that time had a six, seven point lead to endorse Ilhan Omar? Yes. Because she's rubbing your face in it as a conservative or a moderate. She said, I don't need you. All I need is Hennepin and Ramsey County. All I need are the Antifa groups, the Ilhan Omar AOC plus three crowd. I don't need the rest of you. And she's not representing the bulk of Minnesota. She's representing the urban core, the ones that defund the police, have federal lockdowns, pack the Supreme Court do away with energy and mining, um, do away with the Second Amendment, oh, and make post-birth abortion legal, the, the law of the land, while she takes away your Second Amendment rights. That is the real Tina Smith. And what's happening in these polls, Mitch, is people are seeing that, and they're going, no, 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 that's not Minnesota values. Those aren't, you know, well used to say that all the time well, now we're getting sort of the Wellstone in reverse, aren't we? These are not Minnesota
4: values, Exactly. By the way, along with polling, the, another number that matters is money, and one thing I've noticed living in the metro here is that uh, Tina Smith is spending advertising money like a, a teenager with a stolen gold card. Uh, this is money that in a normal year would have been going out to help Colin Peterson, keeping him afloat against a very difficult challenge from Michelle Fishbach, and, and maybe pushing mm-hmm. their, their, their fellow down in the first uh, a little bit over the top and maybe defending uh, Dean Phillips against Kendall Qualls. Uh, none of this is happening. She is pouring the money into Twin Cities media market and, and saturating right. the airways, which is which is not the sound of someone working a safe seat, I don't think, Jason Lewis. Those are some numbers that should be telling us you know, something.
3: It is. And, and let her throw away her money on you know Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. It's not even be, being strategically spent, we don't think. Um, but it does mean she's worried, obviously, and the desperation of her attacks. But I, I will say this. She's going through money, like you say, like a teenager with a gold card. She's raised fourteen million. We will probably get to six, which is a pretty good chunk for Republicans. Yeah. Um, but um, she spent eleven, over eleven already.
4: Holy cow!
3: So what happens? You you get the power of dilution here with all these competitive races, and with Trump now announcing another ad buy in Minnesota, upping their broadcast waves. After a while, there is a law of diminishing returns with this stuff. People tune out. People see it, especially the the shop one attack. She's leveling. So we feel very good about competing on a two or three to one outraised ratio. We think we can compete there.
4: Absolutely. So let's talk about about what you're bringing to the table in this competition for those few who might be undecided. And and by the way, I think people undersell the number of undecideds that still remain out there, especially once you get down ticket from president. What do you offer for the undecided voter of Minnesota, the people who might still be making up their mind about which way to go on this race?
3: Well, offer my past performance and the future of the country. So if you look at my record in the 115th when I got juvenile justice reform reauthorized, helping the criminal justice reform, VA reform done, so vets can go to private clinics and we can fire bad employees. We got career and technical education done with my dual enrollment amendment allowing high schoolers to get credit for apprenticeships and trade schools, not just four-year liberal arts schools. We got regulatory reform done with energy independence and tax reform, doubling the estate tax exemption, and lowering the C-Corp rate as well as the pass-through rate. All of those things we got done to the 115th. That's past performance. The future of the nation now, however, is being, is being litigated on federal lockdowns that keep your children out of school – your kids out of church, um, parents from visiting their grandparents, yeah. and businesses going into bankruptcy because of an overreaching lockdown. All the while, uh, Tina Smith and Tim Walls are infecting nursing homes with COVID-positive hospital patients. A total blunder in handling this lockdown. We've got to get Minnesota moving again. We're talking about defunding the police, Mitch, who no one thinks is a good idea except for Tina Smith and Ilan Omar. We're talking about packing the Supreme Court. Taking away your Second Amendment rights, which Tina Smith has already voted to do in the Senate. We're talking about, as I say, post-birth abortion. Daniel Patrick Moynihan, liberal Democrat from New York, in 1996 called partial birth abortion infanticide. Tina Smith is in favor of that, plus one, post-birth abortion. What the governor of Virginia described, for a baby who survived a botched abortion, should that baby get medical treatment? Every sane human I know would say, well, of course. Uh, Tina Smith and the governor of Virginia said no. Uh, if that isn't radicalism, if that isn't going to change the complexion of this country and this state, I don't know what is. That's what the country is going to look like should we not hold the United States Senate.
4: There is talk, and, and some of the punditry says the Senate is at stake. The United States Senate could flip to the Democrats. It's, it, it could very well. It's well within reach. Potentially. You listed a bunch of the things that are at stake. I mean, the Second Amendment, you and I had a town hall a couple of weeks ago about the Second Amendment. It, there is no question yeah. that the Second Amendment is at stake. Court packing, very definitely on the agenda. Partial birth abortion, definitely out there. And, of course, the big kahuna for the economy, the Green New Deal, is very much on the agenda for the left, should they flip the Senate. I mean, all this list the imperative for getting you, among many 40, other 43, good
3: people. 43,000 energy workers. People don't realize I represented the 2nd Congressional District, which houses the state's largest refinery, Pine Bend in Rosemont. Yep. 43,000. And they not only provide 90% of the jet fuel with MSP, they provide blacktop, cosmetics, all sorts of plastics, all from that refinery. Uh, You undo that, you undo Enbridge, Line 3, up in Beltrami and Clearbrook. Why is it North Dakota signed off on Enbridge? Wisconsin signed off on Enbridge. Well, we can't seem to get Governor Walz and Tina Smith to sign off on it. This is the ramification of banning energy and mining in Minnesota. And it's radical. It is not consistent with everything that that a growing economy requires and putting food on the table and having a life that you can lead to the kids and so they can have a better life. Um, it's, It's as though these people are all a bunch of media types who are still getting paid through the pandemic telling everybody else to learn to code it
4: is insensitive and it's elitist yeah and, and by the way as someone who works in the software industry for his day job learning to code means you're just going to be the next one whose job gets outsourced to south asia here folks coding is is no That's no right. no panacea absolutely Learn a different occupation.
3: That's well, right. Not? We don't have any seventy three. I mean, it's
4: amazing. If after age of 25 or so, it's, it's not nearly as easy as it sounds. I'm here to testify. Jason yeah. Lewis, <laughs> having done it a few times. Jason Lewis, I don't know if we can keep you for another segment or if you've got some other campaign activities you have to well, get we've to. We've
3: got an, a, another campaign stop here, Mitch. Um, so we got to get going. But let's do this again before the election if, well, if
4: we can. Let's definitely do. Your website uh, for those who, were, who who need to find out? It's Lewis 4-M-N, L-E-W-I-S-F-O-R-M-N. I I will try. I'll talk to your people about next week, and uh, either way, we'll look to see you at the victory party. Uh, Jason Lewis, uh, hopefully you're your next United States senator. uh, Busy on the campaign trail, as he should be, uh, fighting the underdog fight with uh, any luck at all. The underdog we are victory in right now. we headed out on the
3: road. You've Absolutely. Got Thank Man. you
4: very much. God bless Jason Lewis. Uh, we will uh, we will hope to talk to you again and uh, talk to you again once you make it into the United States Senate. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
5: Whoa.
1: And cyberspace. And I am
2: proud to be a member. And of I'm
1: e- proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our
0: country.
2: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve.
0: AFreserve.com How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office and no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream to television for a few bucks a day call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill
1: 800-430-8761 800-430-8761 800-430-8761 that's 800-430-8761
6: I was out of luck and out of time. The guys from Advantage Home Buyer met several times to discuss my options. I talked to several others, but since Advantage Home Buyer was so honest with me, it gave me peace of mind.
1: Get peace of mind by selling your home as is with Advantage Home Buyer. You can close in as little as 24 hours. No hidden fees, no costs, and no need to prepare your home for sale. Get a fair offer today at MyCashOffer.VIP. That's MyCashOffer.VIP. You can listen to AM-1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts.
0: This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device.
4: AM-1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Join us, won't you please? Hey, don't forget, Abraham Lincoln said long, long, long ago, a house divided itself cannot stand. Those powerful words foreshadowed what we're seeing in our country right now. Watch America's Town Hall 2020, free and on demand at SalemNow.com. Featuring Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder, they'll be discussing reclaiming our divided country and defending our liberties Visit SalemNow.com, the source of so much great, informative entertainments. Yeah, it's better than entertainment. It's more than just entertainment. It's a place you can go to see a lot of great first-run movies uh, along the subject, as well as some great documentaries like uh, Uncle Tom, of course, and uh, Larry Elder's great uh, movie about a documentary about African-American conservatives. One of the most uh, misunderstood and in some uh, quarters on the left, reviled minorities in America today. An inspiring story. If you haven't seen it, you should go do that. Maybe have a watch party before the election. Uh, hmm, that may be an idea here. Uh, also... Uh, by the way, also, uh, No Safe Spaces, uh, Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla's masterpiece of uh, dissecting the, uh, the, 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 the PC culture, really, the cancel culture's intrusion into academia and uh, the workplace and American life. It's all at SalemNow.com, one of the great discoveries uh, that you'll, you'll make this year if you haven't been out there yet. So we were talking about the polling. And I want to come back to the polling here in just a moment here because uh, a couple things about polling. I have a fearless prediction I'm going to make uh, coming up here in a few minutes, maybe after the break. So notify the neighbors, wake the kids. I don't know why they'd be asleep at 2.20 in the afternoon. Perhaps their schedules are so uh, knocked over by uh, (laughs) – knocked uh, cattywampus by the the school situation in the era of COVID. In these uncertain times – that uh they're sleeping till 2:20 on a saturday afternoon i don't know i don't know i i don't have kids at home during this pandemic and i'm kind of thankful for that i for all of you who have kids at home these days salute to you at any rate i have a uh, fearless prediction coming up after the bottom of the hour and this is going to be it's going to be a big one it, huge actually in its uh in its import and and you'll see why when, when we come back but one of the things that I think is fueling some of the spending and some of the, quite frankly, vitriol coming from the left is this little notion here. And this is a notion that that is brought to the surface by candidates like Lacey Johnson, like Kendall Qualls, like Diane Knapper in District 63, a longtime friend of this broadcast, like Alexander Buster, deputy, who's a GOP endorsed candidate, on the east side, a Liberian immigrant who has built a business from the ground up himself, raising seven kids and running for the Minnesota State Senate. Uh, a bunch of people who put their ideology where their, their mouths are. And as Berg's eighth law of progressive diversity, point, actually 11th law of progressive diversity points out, there is nothing the left hates in the world more than one of quote their end quote constituents breaking from the pack and going over to the GOP side, whether they're black, Latino, uh, or African American. saying, whether African American, Latino, Asian, uh, or any other might, or women for that matter. There's nothing that the left hates worse than than, than African American, Latin American, Asian American, or female conservative for the same reason that the East Germans built a wall through Berlin. It, 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 all of those are avenues out of the reservation. Uh, avenues out of what some call the plantation. There are, there are those who who dislike using the term plantation. I don't disagree with them. But people who show African Americans, Latin Americans Asian-Americans, for that matter, women under the age of 35 who don't have kids, for example, uh, who tend to vote very strongly to the left, that there is another option, that there are other ways of voting, that, that the Democratic Party doesn't necessarily deserve your vote just because you are black, Latino, Asian, or female. This terrifies them, and and we saw how this terrified the DFL when CLO, the Mong candidate uh, for the fourth congressional district, ran for office. The Asian press, which is basically uh, the the Asian the Asian American paper involved, was basically a, a, a DFL PR firm. Ran some of the most scabrous attacks on CLO that I've ever read this side of Chicago in the 1930s. And there is ample evidence that the DFL, knowing that they really didn't have much of a challenge, I mean Betty McCollum's challenger was even more vapid and less impressive than the normal DFL challenger in the fourth congressional district. I forget his name, but he was uh, he was not merely wrong, but a complete drooling idiot. Uh I can't remember his name, and that's okay. Nobody else does either. Not even DFLers. They felt safe enough to send their voters to vote in the DFL, or rather to the GOP primary to vote for Gene Siegel. Nobody's ever heard of him. I've been in GOP politics in the 4th Congressional District for 15 years, 14, 15 years. I've never heard of the guy. Uh, apparently, he did run for office years ago, didn't get nominated, disappeared. No, he's back. The DFL came out. They chaosed him basically because they were worried, terrified, frankly, that a Hmong in St. Paul talking traditional Hmong values and traditional American values, which intersect in so many ways would actually be a threat to the utterly useless Betty McCollum. They had to get him out of the way. It won't work again, but this should show you how terrified the DFL is of dissent among people that they consider theirs. And that terror is there for, well, I'm going to say two good reasons. Number one, it's been a known fact for uh, well over a decade now that if the DFL vote ever falls below 60% in the metro area, the DFL can never win another statewide office. They can never win the governor's office. They will never win a Senate seat. They will never win uh, any of the constitutional offices, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, Attorney General, gone. If they fall below a 60% majority in the metro area, they can never win the state of Minnesota again. We will go hard red, even if even if the Republicans don't win in the 4th and 5th Congressional District and the 3rd and parts of the 2nd. If we get over 40% in Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota is done for the Democrats. And when you start to see... People looking at candidates like Lacey Johnson, at Kendall Qualls, at Alexander Buster Deputy, at Diane Knapper. I'm sure I'm missing a few. Brad Carlson is going to have some candidates on tomorrow that also break the stereotypes. Uh, So make sure you tune in from one to three. When they see this and when they see news like we've had over the last couple weeks of of African-American entertainers, with fairly high profiles, breaking from the D uh, the Democrat Party line and saying, "Wait, what have you done for for Black America lately?" As as Donald Trump pointed out to Joe Biden, you were often in, in office for forty seven years. What did you do? Well, besides vote for the nineteen ninety four Crime Bill, a, a bill that was so noxious it led me out of the GOP to uh, the Libertarians for four years. Joe Biden, of course, a huge supporter, coining the phrase "super predator." Something that uh, every African-American wondering about uh, the disproportionate enforcement of laws in their communities uh, needs to pay attention to. Donald Trump, by the way, pushing prison reform, sentencing reform, things that uh, have. And and by the way, before the pandemic uh, had the best unemployment numbers for for African-Americans in American history, since records have been being kept. And so you've had, first, Kanye West, who was uh, the darling of hip-hop until he started walking around with a MAGA hat on a couple of years ago. Uh, after that, a few weeks back, Ice Cube. You may not have heard of him. I have in my capacity as at one point, uh, and by the way, Jason, the producer, you may not know this. At one point, I was the best bald white father of two rap DJs in the Twin Cities. Uh, you might, you know, you'd guess it from looking at me, I'm sure. Anyway, you can't
1: uh, handle the truth.
4: Th- nobody can when they hear that particular factoid. Uh, Good <laughs> on the draw there. Uh, we have to come up with a nickname for you. Uh, that'll that'll come up shortly. Anyway, uh, so so Ice Cube of a of a group, a uh, famous hip hop group from the early nineties whose names I, I cannot uh, recite on the air. Uh, started a a contract with black america that has asked the democrats what have you done for us lately this past week 50 cents yet another uh prominent hip-hop artist going look the taxes are, are atrocious why should we have to do this well my prediction coming up here when we come back northern alliance am 1280 the patriot go nowhere
6: Diamond and Silk and we have a new book coming out called Uprising The Awakening of Diamond and Silk No one we grew up with could have dreamed of what we have been able to accomplish Our mother was born in poverty to sharecroppers She was living the American nightmare So for us the American dream meant not only the freedom to find love and follow our faith Freedom meant not letting anyone else define who we are what we can do Or who we should vote for. In Uprising, we talk about the world we grew up in and what led us to rebel against that world. And how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers and how you can reach others too. You've seen us. And you've heard us. Now read all about us in Uprising.
5: Uprising,
1: the new book by Diamond and Silk. Available at Amazon or wherever books are sold.
3: This is Al Momburg. This Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we're going to visit with two female pioneers in commercial aviation. Ann Simpson was the third female pilot hired by Northwest Airlines and flew for 35 years with Northwest and Delta Airlines. Karen Ruth accumulated over 23,000 hours in her logbook with Republic Northwest and Delta. Join us at 10.05 this Sunday morning for the World of Aviation here on AM 1280, The Patriot.
2: Whether you love it or hate it, winter is upon us. Start preparing before it's too late. Bundle up and save some cash. This fall is the perfect time for standard heating and air conditioning's Bundle Up for Savings Sale, where you can save at least $1,000 on a new high-efficiency furnace giving you and your family toasty comfort all season long. In addition to saving $1,000 or more on your new high-efficiency furnace, they're offering payment options for 0% financing. You can take comfort in knowing that Standard Heating has been serving Twin Cities homeowners since 1930 and that their nate certified technicians will get the job done right and right away. So don't wait for winter. Start bundling up and take advantage of this sale. This offer ends October 31st. Learn how you can save $1,000 or more on your new furnace at standardheating.com slash patriot. That's standardheating.com slash patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve since 1930.
4: AF12A, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Go to am a thepatriot.com. Sign up for the Freedom Fan Club. It's the gateway to almost everything that is worthwhile in life. You don't you don't agree? Well, check it out. You you have to. It's, it's worth so many cool deals. All the fun of being in a reward program without having to carry a card around in your wallet all the time. Uh, go to am12athepatriot.com. It, it links you up with uh, so many awesome deals, so many specials, so many, so many uh, initial line on, on so many cool things. You're going to want to make sure you do that. Anyway, six five one We're down to 10 days before the election. Tomorrow is uh, two Sundays till the election. And one of those two Sundays is the focus of a Minnesota tradition. Not losing the Super Bowl, no, that doesn't come till January, maybe February these days. I mean, when was the last time? Almost fifty years ago, uh, so it barely qualifies as a tradition anymore. But okay, choking in the in the finals, perhaps uh, of some sport. I mean, that tends to happen from September through uh, through February. We're in the middle of Minnesota sports choking season, but no, that's not the tradition I'm talking about. I'm talking about. The other great Minnesota tradition, at least every other year uh, during the during state and national election season, uh, presidential elections and the off year, uh, the, 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 uh, the elections in between, the midterm elections. There we go. Thank you. That's the term I'm looking for. And there's a great Minnesota tradition that is in some ways even more noxious and overwhelming than the Minnesota's uh, sports choking tradition. And that is the Star Tribune Minnesota poll. And the Star Tribune Minnesota poll always comes out either the Sunday before the election or the Sunday before that. I don't know which it's going to be. It could be tomorrow. It could be a week from tomorrow. I have no idea. But it's always one of those two Sundays. That is as predictable as can be. And the other thing that is predictable as can be is this. It will favor the Democrats. In pretty much every race, up and down the up up and down the aisle, and and this is something I calculated back in 2010 and 2012. The more absurd the gap that the start to be Minnesota poll gives the Democrat in a close race in in, in any race for president, for Senate, for any con- congressional race, for a governor, when we get down to that, the more absurd the gap the closer the race ends up being. Now, you could say with some plausibility that there's no possible way the Democrats could know that. Sorry, the Star Tribune. Ooh, Freudian slip. There's no possible way the Star Tribune could know this. They're just going out and and in their own good, best-faith effort, trying to sample the audience, uh, sample the electorate, really. And these polls, by the way, inevitably wind up polling 40% registered Democrats or people who identify as Democrats. We don't register in Minnesota. Uh, Something like 30-something percent Republicans and any number of independents who may or may not actually be independent, we don't know. There's no way to find out. There's no way to check. But I ran down the numbers for the Star Tribune Minnesota poll going back to the 1940s. I noticed a couple patterns up until 1960, by the way, they tended to slop a little more towards the Republican side than the final elections warranted, because up until about 1960, the Star Tribune leaned to the Republican Party. Now, this was during the Eisenhower years when the Republican Party was probably, well, a little bit more moderate than the DFL of the 1980s was. I mean, they would have in nicely with Rudy Perpich or Randy Kelly or Norm Coleman, for that matter, when he was mayor of St. Paul as a DFLer. They tended a little bit towards the uh, towards the Republican Party. Not that the Republican Party was especially right to the right of center uh, in 1950s and early 1960s, but starting in the early 1960s, they started drifting to the left. About the same time as their coverage started to drift a little bit to the left, it was fairly. Not especially pronounced for the next several years. Actually, the next almost two decades, a little over two decades. Uh, And then 1987 came along. And the Star Tribune Minnesota poll was taken over by a fellow named Rob Daves. And a pattern broke out. A pattern that stayed with the paper up until probably 2016. Absolutely ironclad. And that was this. If it was a blowout, if the race ended up being a complete blowout for the DFL, or rarely for a Republican, the polling tended to be fairly accurate. Now, by the way, polling is an attempt to use a small sample of people to predict what a large sample of people is going to do. It's similar to modeling of uh, of pandemic prediction fame. And if you pick the wrong sample of your audience, you're going to get... Wrong, likely results. Here's the deal. From 1988 through at least 2012, and most especially 2002 and 2010, the polls were completely ludicrously off. I will be specific here. In 2002, when Tim Pawlenty was running for governor for the first time, the Star Tribune Minnesota poll that came out just before Election Day... Showed the DFL candidate Skip Humphrey, not Skip Skip Humphrey, yeah Skip Humphrey, ahead by a fairly sizable margin, with Tim Penny actually tied with Tim Pawlenty for second. Tim Penny, former uh, Democrat congressman who went to the Independence Party basically during the Ventura years. Tim Pawlenty wound up winning by a couple of points. It was absolutely uncanny. By the way, in 2008, the uh, poll showed Al Franken beating Norm Coleman by a significant margin. We all know how that turned out. It was a very slow, uh, very close race. The The margin, by the way, Skip Humphrey over Tim Pawlenty was ludicrous compared to what actually happened. Tim Pawlenty won by a point or two. Uh, likewise, in 2006, I believe it also showed a fairly ludicrous uh yeah, I strike that, not 2006, but 2010, it was particularly egregious. A couple of weeks before the election, a Minnesota poll showed a 12 point margin of uh, a lead for Mark Dayton over Tom Emmer. And the poll that came out the Sunday before the election, going by memory here, showed something like an eight or nine point margin of victory for Mark Dayton. Now, as we all know, it was under a point. Yeah, we may not all know it. The 2010 gubernatorial election came down to under a point. Mark Dayton won by a matter of four-digit four digit votes. Uh, I think under 10,000 votes separated Mark Dayton from Tom Emmer. This was, by the way, after uh, a, a group of plutocrats with deep pockets uh, managed to float a, quote, independent Republican Tom Horner, who— by the way, is as liberal as the day is long. I I read him on Facebook today, and the guy, though the guy may be a little too far to the center for today's DFL, but the guy was a, a, let's just say, calling him a moderate would be a bit of a gift. And he slurped a lot of votes away from Tom Emmer. A lot of moderate Republicans who believed the hype about Tom Emmer being an extreme firebrand went over to Tom Horner. And that... May have been the margin of victory for, for Mark Dayton. Another thing, however, is a known fact. Uh, polling is subject to something called the bandwagon effect. I've mentioned him on the show in the past. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Albert Morabian, who published a study entitled Effects of Poll Reports on Voter Preferences. Uh, results of two experimental studies described in that article uh, constituted clear scientifically, or at least mathematically, experimental demonstration of how polls influence voters. Findings showed, this is a quote from the abstract of the study, that voters tended to vote for those who they were told were leading in the polls. Furthermore, those poll-driven effects on votes were substantial. How substantial? I didn't know, but as I wrote that, there's no way, of course, getting to the University of Minnesota Library to find the Journal of Applied Social Psychology, but... The doctor noted the effects of polls on votes votes tended to be operative throughout a wide spectrum of pre-poll voter preferences, ranging from undecided to moderately strong. There was a limit on poll effects, by the way, as noted in the study. Polls failed to influence votes when voter preferences were very strong to begin with. If you're part of the Patriot audience, you're probably not going to get cowed into voting for Joe Biden by bad polls. People in the middle, on the other hand, I have no direct evidence that the Star Tribune uh, jinks the polls around to try to bandwagon people into voting, or at least to, into staying home from the polls. All I'm saying is the pattern is nearly universal over the course of the last 33 years. When an election is close, the Star Tribune shows an absurdly wide margin. When it's a blowout, amy klobuchar against kurt bills it's actually fairly accurate because there's nothing at stake it's an accusation do i have prima facie evidence that this is what's happening no i don't does a pattern indicate that there's something to look at oh yes i think it does let's go to plymouth guy welcome to the northern alliance radio network you're on the air
7: thank you for taking my call mitch and great job as always um I enjoyed your conversation on the polls. And I just think um, the pollsters also kind of think people are are, um, dumb in in general. (laughs) I just think that, but but I think there's a lot of defiant people this cycle. And I'll just say to my ray of hope today (laughs) to take a phrase from a different show um, is that me personally in 2016, this year I've, just in my circle, identified six to eight people who will be voting for Trump this year who did not vote for him last year. Either they voted for Evan McMullen or um, Gary Johnson or just didn't vote. And granted, I'm in a Republican circle, but I just think I'm just one person. And if, if each of us knows one or two people that were skeptical on Trump last time that you can get to vote based on what he's actually done. I think it bodes well for the state. Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks again, Mitch.
4: Absolutely, Guy. And I think I've I've heard anecdotally of all sorts of people like that, including well, yours truly. I mean, I make no bones about the fact that I I voted for I, I voted for Scott Walker four years ago. I am. I hate to say, I hate, I'm a private person, but I am thinking hard about pulling the lever for Trump here. You can't handle the truth. I can handle the truth. You can handle the truth. I'll better do it. I'm gonna vote for Trump. The heck with it. Let's do this. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Good job. Good job, Stormer. We'll be right back. AM
1: 1280, The Patriot. Cool. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app.
4: The difference could not be more clear. Republicans stand with the professional men and women in law enforcement who risk their lives each and every day to protect ours, while Democrats continue their demands to disarm, defund, and even disband the police. I'm State Representative Eric Lucero, and I encourage you to vote for Republicans so we can maintain law and order against those who seek anarchy, riots, and burning our Minnesota cities to the ground. Thank you.
1: Paid for by the Friends of Eric Lucero Committee. This is Michael Medved. Radio programs like mine have been talking about November's election for months now because this election is sure to shape our nation's future. The choice isn't just between the values of two candidates, but about the values our government must defend and advance. Make sure you're registered to vote and prepared, whether at your polling place or by absentee ballot. This election is too important. Every American, every patriot needs to vote. Wake up with the Patriots' Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com.
4: AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget... Minnesota Wake Up coming up next. Next installment in hours and hours of red meat conservative talk here on AM12A a.m. The Patriots. It's, it's like uh, it's like the gory days of AM12A a.m. The Patriot with show after show after show. This is this is great. Anyway, look forward to the uh, Kevin John coming up right after the uh, break here. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Before the break, actually, yeah, before uh, I got to talk to you about my prediction for the Star Tribune Minnesota poll, which I suspect is an exercise in log rolling, in bandwagoneering, in getting moderates, swing voters, the undecided to stay home at the very least or figure that Joe Biden, Tina Smith, Ilhan Omar are all inevitable. And by the way, that is my prediction that the Star Tribune Minnesota poll comes up with an absurdly large margin of victory for all of the above for Joe Biden in Minnesota, for Tina Smith, for Ilhan Omar, for all of the candidate for for uh, for what's his name, Dean Mister Rotgut uh, Phillips. That's right, Dean Phillips in the third. All of which will end up much closer than the polls predicted. None of which will turn out that way. Uh, all of which, by the way, are exercises in bandwagoning. It's a studied effect. The Journal of Applied Social Psychology showed this in in 1996, and it remains as true today as it was then. And, and I think, honestly, while uh, it may sound cynical, I think if you're not a cynic when it comes to the, the mainstream media, especially in this cycle, you're not paying attention. Anyway, I... I am apathetic about celebrities' political opinions, but I did have to bring up the fact that uh, that Fifty Cent, uh, whose name is Curtis Jackson in real life, as well as Ice Cube and Kanye West, uh, have all come out to some degree or another, at least if not for Donald Trump, at the very least for African Americans thinking twice about uh, what what the Democratic Party can offer. That that would be the case of Ice Cube, who, by the way. Believes some fairly noxious things. He's a kind of a rabid anti-Semite. But he's the fact that he's asking questions of the the, the Democratic audience should tell you something about the nature of the the Democrats and in Minnesota, the DFL's audience at this point. But at a time when the election season are supposed to be threatening to move to France, the fact you've got three incredibly successful black men actively telling their community that the party that has considered their votes their property for a couple generations doesn't deserve them should tell you something. Now, a good friend of this broadcast asked, so what have the Republicans done for North Minneapolis? That's a great question. The answer to that is similar to the question the answer to the question what what is why hasn't the the GOP done something about governor waltz's emergency powers they aren't in office in a position to do anything about it yet in the case of emergency powers you have a democrat governor who under the minnesota constitution has emergency powers has emergency powers that are not nearly circumscribed enough that need to be limited and a future legislature needs to do that In the case of North Minneapolis, but in the meantime, we control the House by two votes, uh, excuse me, Senate by two votes, and we are well behind in the House. So overriding the governor requires a majority of both chambers. We don't have that. GOP can do nothing. In the case of what the answer to the question, what has the GOP done for North Minneapolis? I'll ask you this. What could the GOP do for North Minneapolis that, that they haven't? The GOP hasn't had a mayor in Minneapolis for 60 years, with the exception of a technical one-day overlap sometime in the 1970s. Not much could be done there. There has not been a Republican, even a moderate Republican, on the city council in Minneapolis in uh, 26 years. It was the last Republican, and he was a moderate. He left the city council in 1994. That's a generation ago. And he was a lone vote. And the only challenge the DFL has in Minneapolis is from the left. I mean, you've had a few greens. You still have a few greens on the city council of Minneapolis. People who are, who are to the DFL's left in most cases, not for long. I mean, the, 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 the mainstream of the DFL at Minneapolis, at least the activist class that really runs the city, is moving to the left. Point being. There hasn't been a Republican in a, in any position to do anything about the situation in North Minneapolis in a generation. There hasn't been a functional enough minority of GOP votes since John F. Kennedy was president. There hasn't been a GOP mayor since Dwight Eisenhower was president. Now, this friend of the, of the broadcast, who's uh, a, an African American fellow from North Minneapolis, who uh, who has earned my respect on so many levels, I'll just say that right up front. Asked, well, they could have helped with policing. I'm sorry, but no, they can't. The, the Republicans in, in the state house, when they had control, which, by the way, they never did until uh, the, the mid 2000s, ever. Uh, I mean, we were always dealing with some sort of minority or another in in the state legislature, and we didn't have a Republican governor to speak of, other than Arnie Carlson, who was to the left of Rudy Perpich on most issues. Uh, at any rate, the state, uh, one of the, the powers reserved to cities, is municipal law enforcement. The state doesn't have the power to step in to help out with local policing unless the mayor asks. And if the mayor doesn't ask and there's not a state of emergency that warrants it that's just not going to happen first of all the state doesn't have a police force to send other than the, the the state patrol which is not a not an investigative street patrolling body or the National Guard we saw how well that worked uh, back in May and June and we may see it again here at this rate we'll see uh, the 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 Republican Party has had zero ability to impact life in Minneapolis at any level, in any part of the city, for any reason, since long before this friend of mine and I, who's, again, an African-American from North Minneapolis or from the Northwest Metro who works in North Minneapolis, since before either of us were born, neither of us were on this planet The last time the GOP had any ability to affect policy in Minneapolis. God willing, this changes, or at least starts to change, this election cycle. I urge you to go out and vote for Lacey Johnson if you live in the fifth. Obviously. Kendall Qualls if you live in the third. We have a lot of uh, listeners in the third. Get out there, vote for him. By the way, I do offer equal time to Ilhan Omar and Dean Phillips. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tina Smith, all three of you. Come on the show, please. I beg of you you can help me make minnesota a better place thank you for tuning in god bless you all god bless america you
0: can't handle the truth how'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go well now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your account. Expensive cable bill. 800
1: 430 8761. 800 430 8761. 800 430 8761. That's 800 430 8761. Tell life across America the billboard people.
5: Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were?
6: Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is non political and totally educational.
1: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro Life Across America, the billboard people.
5: High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love? If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, Chances are you'd look good in stripes, too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Hey, am um-